Hi, welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about how Jesus encouraged Peter to take care of his sheep. My name is Tim Harner. I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and of Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written the General Counsel Series. The first four books of the series outline the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of America and the history of the Church Universal. I post my latest thoughts regularly on my website, timharner.com. For this podcast, please reflect on the questions, why did Peter need hope that he could be restored to a place of fruitful service to God and others, despite his abysmal past failings? Have you ever needed hope that you could be restored to a place of fruitful service to God and others, despite your abysmal past failings? How did Jesus carry Peter over oceans of denials and failures until he reached the promised land? How does Jesus carry you over oceans of denials and failures until you reach the promised land? And now, as I talk about how, after his resurrection, Jesus encouraged Peter to take care of his sheep, please pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in the sight of the Lord our God, who is our strength and our Redeemer. Today's thoughts are based on the chapter, Jesus Encourages Peter to Take Care of His Sheep, in my book, Hoping in the Lord. When God's people returned to the promised land from their exile in Babylon, they needed hope, hope that they could be restored to the place of fruitful service to God despite their past failings, and they found hope in these words from Isaiah. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. As Peter tried to return to the promised land of following Jesus, After an exile caused by Peter denying Jesus three times, he also needed such hope in the Lord, hope that he could be restored to the place of fruitful service to God, despite his abysmal past failings. Peter knew that he had started well in following Jesus. How could he ever forget that thrilling day when Jesus first called him to stop being a fisherman so that he could become a fisher of men? It had happened several years earlier, when Peter had worked hard fishing all night and hadn't caught anything. When Peter followed Jesus' command to try again in deeper water, Peter caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. Peter was so astonished at the catch of fish that he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Nevertheless, Jesus said to Peter, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch people. So Peter pulled his boat up on shore and left everything and followed him.
For a while, all went well as Peter followed Jesus. In particular, Peter did well when he became the first disciple to tell Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm sure Peter never forgot the thrill when Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then the problems started. After receiving this blessing, Peter began to get an inflated ego, becoming a legend in his own mind. Peter began thinking that he knew better than Jesus. Indeed, Peter was not shy about telling Jesus what to do. The first example of Peter's ego problem occurred almost immediately after Jesus praised him for recognizing that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter did not agree that this was what should befall the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus did not mince words, telling Peter that he was wrong. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Despite this stern rebuke, Peter didn't learn his lesson. A mere six days later, he again made the mistake of giving Jesus bad advice. It happened during the event known as the Transfiguration. Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter did not know what to say, they were so frightened. But did this stop Peter from blurting out advice to Jesus? Of course not. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. The Bible does not explain what was wrong with this advice. I've heard several ideas that underscore Peter's error. First of all, Peter was implying an equality between Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. However, as the book of Hebrews explains at length, Jesus is far superior to any human, including humans as great as Moses and Elijah. Because Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Second, Peter erred when he thought that following Jesus meant establishing fancy shrines. Peter still had to learn that following Jesus does not mean sitting down on a mountaintop 
in dazzling clothes, basking in glory. Following Jesus means taking up your cross and bearing it daily, no matter where such faithfulness leads you, and no matter how much it costs you, even if it leads to your crucifixion. Above all, Peter's error was his presumption that it was more important for Jesus to listen to Peter than for Peter to listen to Jesus. God the Father wasted no time setting Peter straight. A cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. Nevertheless, Peter still did not learn his lesson. He failed Jesus again by his words and conduct on the night of the Last Supper, the night Jesus was betrayed by Judas and denied by Peter. Right from the start of the Last Supper, Peter kept saying the wrong thing. Jesus wanted to show the disciples that they should serve each other as symbolized by washing each other's feet. So he got up from the meal and began to wash his disciples' feet. When Jesus came to Peter, he objected. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus insisted, saying, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Now the irrepressible Peter went overboard the other way, replying, Then, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. So Jesus had to explain to Peter why he only needed to have his feet washed. A bit later in the meal, Peter proved again that he could not seem to listen and learn from Jesus. Jesus warned him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Instead of listening to this warning, Peter argued with Jesus. He replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Despite Peter's boasting, Jesus knew that despair and fear would grip Peter's heart later that night. Jesus warned him again. I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. When they went to the olive grove in Gethsemane, Peter again failed to listen to Jesus and follow his advice. Jesus told Peter, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Nevertheless, when Jesus checked on his disciples a while later, he found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Despite this rebuke, Peter still failed to listen to Jesus and follow his advice. Because when Jesus came back after praying, he again found them sleeping. The only way left for Peter to learn was the hard way. He was going to learn what happens when Satan sifts you as wheat. He was going to learn what happens when you hear the words of Jesus and do not put them into practice, becoming like a foolish man who built his house on sand. He was going to find out what it is like when the rain comes down, the streams rise, 
and the winds blow and beat against that house, and it falls with a great crash. Peter learned these bitter lessons in the courtyard of the high priest as Jesus was being condemned. When Jesus most needed Peter's friendship, Peter denied three times that he even knew Jesus. As Peter shouted his denial, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. This picture of Peter weeping bitterly was the last we saw of Peter until Mary Magdalene ran to tell him that the tomb was empty on that first Easter morning. Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. By the evening of that first Easter, however, Peter knew the truth. Jesus was alive. Because when the two men who met Jesus on the road to Emmaus returned to Jerusalem that evening, they heard, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon Peter. We do not know any details of that first time that Peter met his risen Lord. But the Gospel of John provides a detailed account of a later meeting between Peter and Jesus. This meeting took place near the Sea of Galilee while Peter was fishing. The circumstances were designed to remind Peter of that first time when Jesus called him to become a fisher of men. Once again, Peter had fished all night without success. Once again, Jesus urged him to try again. And once again, Peter caught a huge number of fish. Peter was overjoyed when he realized that Jesus had come again. In his enthusiasm to join Jesus, the always impulsive and irrepressible Peter wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. After the other disciples brought the boat into shore, Peter and the other disciples accepted Jesus' invitation, Come and have breakfast. Jesus had already prepared a fire of burning coals there with fish on it, and some bread. Then a shadow fell across the fellowship between Peter and Jesus. Peter had failed to listen to Jesus so often. Most of all, Peter had failed Jesus in that critical moment of testing when Peter denied Jesus three times. Now, with other disciples there, Jesus knew that the time was right to clear the air between Peter and him, to let the other disciples know that Peter was fully forgiven to let Peter and the rest of the disciples know that Jesus still had a purpose for Peter's life, despite all his failures and failings, to heal Peter's promised land. Peter had denied knowing Jesus three times. Now Peter told Jesus three times that he loved him. Peter had often acted as if he knew more than Jesus. Now Peter admitted, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus put hope back into Peter's heart. Yes, Peter had failed. He had fallen away from Jesus at a dark moment 
when Satan sifted him like wheat. But now Jesus gave Peter hope that he would never deny Jesus again. Jesus predicted, correctly according to tradition, that Peter would be crucified for following Jesus. So, in the end, Peter would indeed keep the promise he made to Jesus at the Last Supper, I will lay down my life for you. Furthermore, Jesus put purpose back into Peter's life. Despite the fact that Peter had failed Jesus in the past, Jesus still wanted Peter to be a fisher of men instead of a fisherman. Jesus still wanted Peter to feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, and feed my sheep. So no matter how badly you failed Jesus, never lose hope. It doesn't matter exactly why and how you failed Jesus. Perhaps you fell away because of troubles or persecutions. Or perhaps your fruitfulness was choked by worries, the deceitfulness of wealth, or the desire for other things. Jesus still knows all things. Jesus still knows you love him. Furthermore, Jesus still has a purpose for your life. There are many ways to care for his sheep, to bless all peoples in the promised land by becoming their best friend. You may be best at weeping with those who weep. You may be best at washing people's feet. You may be best at welcoming sinners, or you may be best at taking children in your arms and blessing them. Jesus still calls you, as he called Peter, with this command and with this challenge, follow me. And if you follow Jesus, he will carry you across oceans of denials and failures until you reach the promised land. Therefore. Follow Jesus as he calls you back home from the exile of your failures, as he heals your promised land. Follow Jesus as he brings hope to your heart, as he gives you the strength to establish the work of your hands in the promised land. Follow Jesus as he gives purpose to your life, as he gives you the joy and peace that come from lighting the world by blessing all peoples in the promised land. Follow Jesus because he rose from the dead, proving that in the promised land, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend and find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on my website, timharner.com. My book, Hoping in the Lord, contains citations to sources, including the scriptures. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.